Hello, and welcome to another episode of Outsmart Charles. I'm Charles Bennett, and I have a voice that's good for phone bank. Let's meet tonight's three champions. An actor-director from somewhere in California, Eric. Hey, party people, what's up? An accessibility expert from Pico Rivera, Dez. And a recreation director from Whittier, Hudak. What's up, Winner guys? of the Hudak episode. Let's take a look at tonight's categories. Literature. I keep going to the river to pray. The category where Charles asks a lot of hard questions of science. Dun, 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 dun. Three people who've never been in my kitchen. Sports. Wayback Machine. Living White Guys. And I'm not saying it's dead white guys, but it's dead white guys. But like half these categories probably have at least one dead white guy in them. Except for maybe living white guys. Unless, of course, we screw this up and one of them dies between when we film this and uh, when it airs. Kodak, you had the high roll on the icosahedron. Where are we going? Let's go sports. This player for the Oilers and a few other teams holds the NHL record for most points scored. Who is Wayne Gretzky? That's correct. Oilers was an interesting choice there as the teams he's played for. It was the team I believe he scored the most goals and dished out the most assists for. Although, can you name the other three? LA Kings is probably one he's probably well known for, isn't he? I suppose. I don't remember the other ones. The Maybe other like- ones are the St. Louis Blues and the New York Rangers. Hmm. This team was the winner of the first Super Bowl in 1967. What, what is the Washington Redskins? I'm sorry. It is not the Redskins, not the Commandos, not the Boston Redskins, not the Boston Braves. Is it the Oilers? Who was it? Uh, Eric, you want to steal this one? Uh, I'll pass. Uh, Dez, you want to take a try? I, too, will pass. Seriously? I thought this was fairly easy. It's Green Bay Packers. Ah, uh, yeah, I should have known that one. Name two baseball players who hit 250 or more hits in a single season. Who is Tony Gwen and Ted Williams? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Eric. I know nothing about sports, so I'll pass. Yes. Pass. The six of them, in order from most hits to least, are Ichiro Suzuki, George Sizzler, Lefty O'Dell, Bill Terry, Al Simmons, Rogers Hornsby, and Chuck Klein. Interestingly, I believe Ichiro is the only one to have done it in recent memory. Most of those guys did it like 100 years ago when you had the guys who hit 250 hits and 240 of them were singles. Action's on Eric now. I will take Wayback Machine. This is about the history of science and technology. The invention of this is often credited to Thomas Edison in 1879. Uh, The light bulb? That's correct. Samuel Slater's building of textile mills was part of this movement that lasted from 1750 to 1850. I'm probably going to screw it up, but Industrial Revolution? That's correct. Oh, all right. In 1869, these two railroads met at Promontory Point, Utah. 
I will pass. Yes. Oh, we'll pass. Who that? I too will pass. Nobody could come up with the Union Pacific and the Central Pacific. And and the Union Pacific, the Central Pacific, the Southern Pacific, <clears throat> and I think the Western Pacific are now all owned by Union Pacific. Yes, plays to you. I'll, I'll take living white guys. During this man's presidency, we began wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and Hurricane Katrina struck New Orleans. George W. Bush. Yes, that's right. As, as your president was. <laughs> I a job, Des. Despite numerous drug habits, this Rolling Stones guitarist has outlived Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Amy Winehouse, and Kurt Cobain. Uh, Mick Jagger? Wasn't who I was going for. Damn it. Had a 50-50 chance. <laughs> We're looking for the guitarist, not the singer. Uh, I pass. Eric, give it a try. Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Keith Richards is the, the guitarist who did all the drugs. This popular historian's books include 1776, Truman, and the Wright Brothers. Pass. I too will pass. And I also will pass on that one. Okay, in a Champions episode, four of the first nine questions have been passed. He also wrote a good book about uh, American expats living in Paris. We were looking for David McCullough. Anybody ever heard of David McCullough? That's why it's a three-point question. Okay, let's take a look at those scores. Hudak (laughs) has three, Dez has five, and Eric has... 25. Hudak, the board is yours. Three people who have never been in my kitchen. This founder of the United Farm Workers, whose March 31st birthday is a California state holiday, has probably never been in my kitchen. March 31st. What in the world? Mm, I should know this, but uh, I'm going to (laughs) pass. Come on, haven't we learned that one of the tentpoles of this show is California labor relations? Yeah, I also will pass. Oh, good, I don't feel bad. <laughs> the answer is Cesar Chavez. The answer is Cesar Chavez. Uh, that makes sense. This Cheers bartender and the white man in White Men Can't Jump has never tended bar in my kitchen. Oh, man. Pop culture is really important. Uh <laughs> I'm going to pass on this one. I don't know his name. Eric, I think you. A 50-50 chance here on which one is Woody Harrelson. It is Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Okay, now for something completely different. This 19th century Chinese empress and last woman to rule China passed away a few years before the raising of my kitchen. Uh, I, I I will pass. I will also pass. I also have to pass. Like a true John, champion. did I not predict when I wrote this question that this would be a triple stumper? Okay, <laughs> Dowager Empress Sushi. Oh, yeah, I should have got that. Darn. 
That's the last emperor's mama. Eric, actions to you. I guess I will take a shot at I keep going to the river. I keep going to the river. This is the biggest and longest river in South America. I almost screwed that up and lost myself some points, um, so I'm going to pass. Yes, for steel. Uh, the Rio Grande? No, the Rio Grande is in Mexico and the United States. Budak for the steel. Uh, it's that one in Brazil. I can't remember the name, though. Yeah, yeah it's that one in Brazil. <laughs> the Amazon? Amazon, that's it. Uh, that is uh, it. That's what Amazon used to be. Tragic. This actor pe- played Chris Chambers <laughs> in Stand By Me and played a young Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Uh, I've actually never seen Stand By Me, but just because... We're doing River. I'm just going to take a stab and say River Phoenix. River Phoenix is correct. Wow. All right. This is the longest river in Europe with a length of 3,531 kilometers. I will pass. Des Vestil. Uh, I also will pass. Udek, want to try this one? I, I'll pass. Nobody could come up with the Volga? Nope. Whatever. Never. I was waiting for the Nile River to show up. I was That's waiting for um, in a van down by the river to show up. <laughs> Dads, it's on you. I'll take literature. He's generally believed to be the author of A Midsummer Night's Dream and Othello. William Shakespeare. That's correct. This Shinua Ashebi opus centers around the life of Igbo Nigerian strongman Okonkwo. Pass. Udak to steal. Not happening. I will pass. <laughs> Your brother know this one. Probably will. I'll also take a pass. Mr. I, I, I just spent a couple years in Africa for no apparent reason. Correct answer was things fall apart. I never read that book. The curriculum fails us. Well, it's going to take a lot to drive me away from you all. Jane Eyre was written by this Victorian novelist. Uh, Anne Rice? No. Who'd act for the steel? Uh, I will pass. Eric? Might screw it up, but uh, I'll take a stab at Jane Austen. No, Charlotte Bronte. Okay. Was a nice I was kind of hoping somebody would guess Bronte and then I'd have to ask you which one. Okay, let's take a look at those scores. Let's see how mediocre they are. <laughs> Eric has 44, Dez has 13, and Hudak has 3. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial, which, judging by his market saturation of late, is for Rick Caruso. Think you can outsmart me? I don't think so. But if you want to try, go to bit.ly slash outsmartcharles and fill out our contestant submission form. We're always looking for new challenges.
Welcome back to Outsmart Charles. We're going to ask our contestants about some of the categories they chose the last time they were on this show. And an interesting factoid, both Dez and Hudak um, stole some of my categories and forced me to play some of their categories. Now, uh, Hudak, you chose the Bible, which ultimately I played, and Marvel. What's the story behind that? I like Marvel movies. I'm a big fan. Didn't quite realize that uh, comic books are also part of the Marvel universe. So that kind of backfired me in a little bit. So uh, here to learn my lesson and I've uh, been studying for the last two months in preparation so I could uh, top my score of three points. So that's why I'm here here today. Yes, you made the very foolish mistake trying to beat me in Southern California historic landmarks. Worst mistake of my live. life. And I'm a journalism major. Meanwhile... <laughs> You chose Harry Potter and pro wrestling. What's the story behind that? Yeah, I mean, those are two things that I thought I knew pretty well. Uh, I made the mistake of sweeping the pro wrestling category early instead of letting you take a stab at that. And uh, I made that mistake of giving you Harry Potter after. I think we even talked about it and you demonstrated your, your pretty advanced knowledge of it before we even got to that round. So that was a mistake on my part, for sure. You, <laughs> you knew your Harry Potter stuff pretty damn well. Well, your mistake was picking... In Southern California historic landmarks. That was your mistake. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the uh, the major mistake. This is the, the sub mistake. <laughs> I, I believe Dez holds the record for the highest margin of defeat to me in a final round. Not bad, eh? Eric, you chose Disney and Marvel. One company ended up buying the uh, other. What's the story on that? Uh, well, no, I didn't choose Marvel uh, in general. I chose Marvel Cinematic Universe because, I, like Hudag, I didn't want to get screwed up with the comics because I'm, I'm nerdy, but I'm not one of those people that's like, um, in issue 74 of Captain America, actually, this character takes over the mantle. I'm not one of those people, but I definitely know a lot about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I've been to a few of the premieres, so I feel very knowledgeable about that. And then as for Disney, I gave six to seven years of my life to them. So God, I hope I know something yeah, about and, there and, after and, working that long. All righty. You want to take a look at uh, the remaining categories. To pray, dead white guys, and... The category where Charles asks a lot of hard questions of science. Dun, dun, dun. I'm sorry for whoever gets stuck with that one. <laughs> well, I know what you're going to pick. Uh, I'm going to go with To Pray. I mean, it was pretty obvious to me. No, no, wait, I'll save that for the Patreon. This biblical verse begins, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. John 3.16. You, uh, you more than quadrupled your score. Woohoo! big time. Watch out, boys. Here I come. Dun, 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 dun. When Muslims pray, they face in the direction of this holy city. Is it the Mecca? It is. Mecca. Now, Hudak, if, if you get this question right, you will steal the lead from Eric. Oh, no. <laughs> no. This 1962 Supreme Court decision... Ban the use of the Regent's Prayer in public schools. Oh, I gotta name the case. Yes. Uh, 
don't think I know the name of the case. I think I guess though. Oh, what is uh, United? Uh, what is? I don't know. Yes, yeah. for the steal. Wild guess. Brown versus Board of Education. Uh, that's too wild a guess. Eric. I, I have no idea. The correct answer is Engel versus Vitale. Oh, yeah. No chance. <laughs> Let's take the category where Charles asks a lot of hard questions of science. Dun, 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 dun. This is the longest bone in the human body. The femur. That's correct. 12 carbon atoms, 22 hydrogen atoms, and 11 oxygen atoms will give you this sweet molecule. Glucose? No. I believe you're looking for something a little bit, bit different, aren't we, John? I have no idea. I will pass. Hudak for steel. What? What is sugar? Uh, be more specific. Uh, the CHO sugar. Uh, no, we were looking for sucrose. One of this unit of measure for radioactive oh, oh, oh. activity named for a French physicist is equal to the disintegration of one nucleus per second. Uh, oh my god. Isotope? Nope. Um, I'm just gonna take a total wild stab of Kelvin. No, Kelvin is a measurement of temperature relative That's to right. zero. Decent guess. Udak. What is. I don't know. I pass. We were looking for the Becquerel. That's named for Henri Becquerel, who at, I believe shared a Nobel Prize with Mr. and Mrs. Curie. Eric, the last category is yours. Dead white guys, let's do it. In 1952, this British monarch became a dead white guy. Oof. No idea. I will pass. Hudak uh, for the steal and the lead. Uh, I'm going to pass. <laughs> Des. It was King George. Which one? That's what oh, I couldn't no. figure out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Elizabeth's dad. Uh, I'll say the fourth. Yeah, no, George the fourth was uh, considerably earlier. George the sixth. Damn. <laughs> this composer of my old Kentucky home, Hard Times, and Jeannie with the light brown hair, died young in 1864. I will pass. I, too, am going to pass. Uh, Dez, for the, for the steal. Oh, man. I can't even think of a composer from back then. My mom, so says, pass. my mom says it's Stephen Foster. She'd be right. Well, good job, oh, Charles. Mom. Shines a bright so smart. Kentucky home. Many days you have lingered about my cabin door. 
Okay, let's see if you can actually get a... a, a, a Let's give it a shot. I'm not feeling confident. If you get this wrong and Desert Hudak gets it right, that'll give him the game. Ah, it's our our obligatory Hamilton reference. Dun, 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 dun. This Irish-American tailor collaborated with Washington and Hamilton, knocked down a statue of King George III, and died in 1825, 190 years before being a character in the Hamilton musical. Oh, I'm going through all the characters right now. I knew I should have paid attention more to that musical. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to go. Now he's French. Lafayette is French. So I will pass. Hudak for the game. Uh, who is Sean? I know an Irishman named Sean, so maybe it's him. It is not. Um, yes, for the game. Uh, I don't know. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Franklin was born in Boston. And he wasn't a tailor. I mean, there is a reason this one was a three-point category because it's one of the more obscure characters in the Hamilton musical. Anybody ever heard of Her- Hercules Mulligan? Oh, now, nope. Eric, uh... I, I, I'm not saying you got into the final round because of the ineptitude of Dez and Hudak, but <laughs> we got into the final round because of the ineptitude of I don't know, I felt like I did better this round than my first one. As a I former feel- champion, it feels good to, to go out not with a bang, but with the win. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was well-deserved, Eric. I felt like you really came out and you just showed your prowess at answering questions you know i just i had a great team here they were you know they were supporting me and uh you know that, that's what you got to do you got to support your team got to keep passing that rock that's what that is exactly but it's okay been, I, i'm being told this is a new record for lowest winning score in the all right game. i'll that's take it sure. we'll be right back after another presumably rick caruso commercial outsmart charles is made possible by viewers like you Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share our link to help grow our channel. If you want to further support the show or have access to bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash outsmartcharles. Welcome back to Outsmart Charles. Eric has once again defeated his opponents by a narrow margin, kind of. I don't know how I keep ending up here, <laughs> but I do. And made it to the final of this championships episode, our third champions episode, to face off against Charles. Now, don't let the low scores fool you, because last time, Eric did outsmart Charles. Let's see if he can repeat himself again tonight with these categories. PBS, The Music Man, 1957 stage and 1962 film, Back to the Future, Marvel movies, and Shakespeare plays. And Eric, you have first choice tonight. Where should we go? I'm kicking it off with Back to the Future. Bam, bam, bam. Tell me, future boy, who's the president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? The actor? Hey, Scott! That's correct. This is the amount of energy required for Doc Brown's time machine. 1.21 gigawatts. I'm sorry, mispronunciation, it's gigawatts. No, I'll give that to you. (laughs) Otherwise known as the Bolt of Lightning. They allowed it in the film. I'll allow that pronunciation. This actor from Pulp Fiction was originally cast as Marty McFly and filmed a good amount of the first movie. 
Eric Stoltz, and rumor is there's still a part where he's in it. Ooh, back of the head kind of thing? Yeah. In Back to the Future Part 2, Biff proves the validity of the sports almanac to his past self by correctly predicting this team's comeback. Mm. Okay, hold on. I will pass. All right, Charles for the steal. Well, I, I, I'm trying to think. Oh God, is it? Uh, I feel like it's a football team. Is it Notre Dame? Ooh, you were close. It was football, uh, but it was the UCLA Bruins. Mm. That means this next one's going to be even more challenging. But uh, maybe Charles will be able to steal it. Who scores the winning field goal for UCLA in the November 12th, 1955 match against Washington as heard by Biff over the radio? Uh, I will pass. All right, Charles. I'm tempted to also pass or just just make some ridiculous guess. I don't know, Merlin Olson. I'm sorry, it was Jim Decker. You can faintly hear the uh, radio announcer saying that so it does appear in the movie uh, but also I did confirm it um, from the Daily Bruin article about that game to confirm that 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 is a real game that actually happened. Didn't get a clean sweep there so there's still hope for Charles so far Uh, Charles, where to next? 76 trombones led the big parade Alrighty, the music man I am not familiar with This child actor turned regular actor and Oscar-winning director played Winthrop Peru in the 1962 film adaptation of The Music Man. Ironically, there are no S's in his name, so there's no point in lisping to it. That's Ron Howard. Fifter, Fifter, isn't that the most thoughtful, falling gold thing you ever saw? I will give that to you, even though he is credited in the film as Ronnie Howard. The Music Man's music and lyrics are by this writer of the song It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas and the musical The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Meredith Wilson. That is correct. Robert Reiniger, Meredith Wilson. The original Broadway production and the 1962 film of The Music Man were directed by this director of Anti-Mame in 1958 and Island of Love in 1963. Um, uh, Costa. Yeah. Morton DaCosta. How many trombones, cornets, and cannons were in the big parade as described by Harold Hill? Oh, and roughly how many reeds? Okay. There are 236 of the first three things. 76 trombones plus 110 cornets is 186. And I knew that somehow... The 186 being a combination of trombones and cornets would come into play as soon as you said math. There are 50 cannon, so 186 plus 50 is 236. And in terms of reeds, there are uh, more than a thousand reeds springing up like weeds. That is correct. Name four of the five Tony Awards won by the original Broadway production of The Music Man. Okay. Best musical. Uh, best actor. Best supporting actor. The fourth. I and uh, best original song. 
I'm sorry, that is not quite right there. Eric, for the steal. Okay, probably going to regret this because I'll probably lose something, but... You don't lose any points. Best musical, best actor, best supporting actor, um, best book. All right, not correct there. We were looking for best musical, uh, lead actor, which I would give you for best actor for Robert Preston. Featured actor, which I'd give you for supporting actor for David Burns. Then there was also featured actress, Barbara Cook, and conductor and musical director for Herbert Green. And there was a fifth one, stage technician to Sammy Knapp. Now he was nominated in 58 along with all of the others, but didn't win until 1959, but it was still on the original production just the following year. So that's why I only asked for four of those. I would have been pissed if Eric had gotten it, if I basically spotted him three and he only needed one to get all the points. Yeah, but I would have been so happy. All right, I'll take Marvel. This is the first MCU movie chronologically as far as the majority of the plot of the film is concerned. Um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Correct. What MCU movie contains the first chronological scene as seen so far up to the release of Spider-Man No Way Home? Um, supposedly, it's Kevin Feige's word. I call BS on it, but I'm going to go Iron Man 2, the little boy, is Peter Parker. Interesting. However, however, if that's not it, then the first introduction to actual Spider-Man is Captain America Civil War. Interesting. Still no. Charles. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I have no idea. I assume that, by the way, I am very bothered that you misspelled the word chronological for some weird reason. That bothers me. But you, you misspelled words. I assume that there's some flashback to something that's even earlier than Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, so, oh, yeah. But I'm wrong. We're both wrong. Now, of course, as a taping of this, the latest Doctor Strange movie hasn't come out, but that will have come out by the time this airs. But we are looking for Eternals, the opening sequence, which uh, takes place before creation. But it's also uh, in some circles disputed. Uh, it's a tie between that or Thor the Dark World, which also begins early before light and dark. Oh, man, I, read, I misread that question. Absolutely. I, I got hung oh. up on Spider-Man. So. Right. But, I, but I was correct that it was something chronologically before the events of Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, oh yes. But, the, got, but you didn't name I the movie. I got so hung up on that Spider-Man question. That's why. Yeah. Okay. All right. Black Widow began phase four, but had been talked about since 2010. Based on the film's plot, after which other MCU movie should Black Widow have been released? Okay, hold on. I'm going to actually really thoroughly read this real quick so I don't think about like it. that last one. Black Widow began phase four, but it's been talked about since 2010. Based on the film's plot, after which other MCU movie should Black Widow have been released? Um, it takes place the closest. It's debatable because people will argue about which one takes place when. I'm going to go with Captain America Civil War. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Yeah, I know it can like get right tough. Where things get dicey because everything happens real quick after that one. Yeah, I think it gets splitting hairs between the other ones. It's hard to exactly place the other ones, but uh, Black Panther is, kind of is like that... two weeks after. Spider-Man is like a month after. Yeah. No one knows when Doctor Strange is really. 
Yeah, this is kind of the most correct answer because you, if you placed other films before or after it, it doesn't necessarily change the plot of things. But yeah, the uh, it, it has to go after Captain America Civil War because it kind of continues her story from that. Yeah. How many MCU movies feature a Stan Lee cameo? MCU specifically. Specifically Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Movies, not TV shows. Um, so this is movies within any of the currently released phases that have now a we're not, Stan Lee cameo. Do we count um, anything that's like a poster of him in the background after no. he died? No, okay, live so Stan Lee cameo. be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I will go 23. I'm sorry, that is incorrect, Charles, for the steal. Damn it, 23 was going to be my number. Uh, 19? No. 22. 22. I so, yeah. I should have just gone one lower, one higher. Now, now, Charles, yeah, you were getting closer there. Yeah. There were uh, two of those 22 cameos were posthumous. Uh, they were filmed beforehand, but uh, released after he had died. I got screwed um, up because Spider Man No Way Home, or Far From Home is the 23rd, but he had passed at that point. So it right. would have been. Infinity War or yeah. Endgame. Last one here. It's all tied up somehow. In Thor Ragnarok, what three actors play the Asgardian actors playing Thor, Loki, and Odin in a Matt play Damon. based on the events of Thor: The Dark World? Matt Damon. Um, oh my God! I always forget the actor's name. He plays Doctor Grant in Jurassic Park. Um, Neil, 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 Neil. Cannot remember his name right now. Uh, so I, I will pass. Um, see if oh, Charles can throw out, throw out a guess for a third one. I mean, we can always go Jeopardy style because uh, it's not a super common last name for the uh, for one of them that you mentioned there. But you've you <sighs> named two. If you can give me the uh, the first and last name of the third one. Who the heck? Is I'm it, not saying um, you've named two wait, that are correct, but you've wait, named two. It's, is it Liam? Liam what? Uh, Liam Hemsworth. All right, so your three answers are Matt Damon, Neil, uh, last name Neil, and uh, Liam Hemsworth. Sam Neil. So Matt Damon, Sam Neil, and Liam Hemsworth. I'm pretty sure I screwed up one of those, but yeah. All right, that is incorrect. Charles for the steal. I have no idea. Uh... Matt Damon, Jeff Goldblum, and Donald Sutherland. No, I thought you were going to take that easy steal there. It was Matt Damon as Loki, Sam Neill as Odin, and Luke Hemsworth as Thor. Dang it, I got the wrong Hemsworth. Yep. Had Charles just switched out one Hemsworth there. He was one Hemsworth away from stealing those points. But Charles finds himself back in this familiar situation where he's been before, where all he has to do is pick a he's category. He's got a few questions right in a, in a category of my choosing. Let's see. Let's hope I don't screw up PBS too badly. Probably ask me some esoteria like, like uh, what was the exact date PBS was founded and in what building or something like that. What does PBS stand for? Uh, public Broadcasting Service. That's correct. The headquarters for PBS resides in this city. Uh, I believe it's in Washington. Washington. DC. I'm sorry. Incorrect. Eric, for the steal. Oh, boy. Headquarters for PBS resides in this city. Um, I'll just take a stab and say New York. 
No, they may have an office in Washington, but apparently that their their main headquarters is located in Arlington, Virginia. I should have made this PBS shows instead of just PBS. Oh yeah, see, this is the same the th- same thing Hudak ran into by saying Marvel instead of Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. PBS began operations in this year, taking over for National Education Television, or NET. Note, not the year it was established. We're looking for the year it began operations. 71? 1971? Incorrect. Eric, for the steal. Take a stab at 1964. Oh, no. 1970. 64 was way too early. Yeah, come on. I know nothing about PBS. They, uh, October of 1969 is when they established the nice. uh, the organization for it. Yes. And then uh, they began broadcasting, began their operations the following year in 1970. Beginning its run on NET, this is the longest continuous running PBS original show with over 2,000 episodes. And that is an easier question than the first three because it is Sesame Street. I'm sorry. That's um not correct. Eric, for the seal. Oh, wow. Shoot. Oh, dad knows it. Um, Eric, did you hear what his dad said? No, I didn't. I didn't either. So there you go. I'm like, what even is on PBS? Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'll just randomly throw out the electric company. <laughs> That is a guess. All right, Charles, what's your dad say? My dad thinks it's the PBS NewsHour. We were looking for Washington Week, which began in 1967 on NET and then uh, continued on afterwards. You might want to check to see if Washington Week. Well, not that it matters because I guess Sesame Street. We all got wrong, so, but just for the future. Washington Week is a weekly show. Yes. PBS NewsHour is a daily show. Yeah, that doesn't change it being the longest continuous running show. Not the most episodes. Oh. Not looking for most episodes here. Just looking for the longest continuously running show. Here we go. This is for everything. In 2008, Masterpiece Theater became simply Masterpiece and split into three sections. Name those three sections and one host of each. I know two of the three. I have a strong urge to simply pass, because I'm worried. I know I'm going to guess that passing what I, if, let let me say this. I'm strongly considering passing and forcing error with, what do I do? How much of You're worried, answer? you are worried that if you get I'm worried that, that I'm going to give you enough that you can finish it and get it right to win the game. And I feel like, I feel like passing would be just, such a dick move okay two of them are masterpiece mystery and masterpiece classic one of the hosts of masterpiece mystery is alan cuming uh and that's all i've got eric's let's do you want to you you throw out a random because uh, to to be a full guest you want to throw out a random host for uh oh, wait, classic wait. and then a name for the third one who me yeah uh masterpiece uh modern uh, oh, I need two more hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Bonneville and uh, Martin Clunes. All right. Incorrect. Eric. I have no idea. You want, you want to throw out uh, names of three sections and three hosts? See if you get something right for All the right. Win of the game? Um, 
why not? So, uh, classic masterpiece, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I got nothing. I don't even, <laughs> I've never watched an episode, unfortunately. All right. Well, you could have stolen uh, Masterpiece Mystery from Charles. Uh, that was hosted by Alan Cumming, or Alan Cumming, as you're pronouncing it there. I don't know how he pronounces it. Classic was correct. We were looking for either Gillian Anderson or Laura Linney for the hosts. And you called it modern, but uh, it's called contemporary. And two hosts of that are Matthew Good and David Tennant. Did anybody ever watch uh, David Tennant in, 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 in Around the World in 80 Days? That's good. It's nothing like the, it's nothing like the book, but it's good. Uh, well, right. Eric, I, I'm a little more adept than 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 Michael and Dez, so you didn't outsmart me. Uh, I'll take it. About five points to shine. Ain't nothing to be ashamed of. Tune in uh, next week is our tournament of champ uh, tournament of champions final, and Eric, you have advanced to that to play Danny Campbell and Zach Whitlow. Oh, all right, that'll be fun. I'm Charles Bennett, and. Uh, Tune in next week to see if I have any sanity left. <laughs> <laughs>